0: what would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSE. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata.
1: We'll go ahead and flip to the defensive side right now. I'm going to start with Trey Hendrickson. How would you feel about Trey?
0: Hi. He was awesome. He was just awesome. Uh, what He faced, I think, a good or uh, at least solid left tackle and DJ Humphreys, an interesting left tackle for sure. I think he's um, unique, but he's a solid left tackle and he got two at least two clean sacks on him. And that's hard to do. So kudos to him for winning a matchup where he had probably a slight advantage, but after, you know, like he didn't fully take advantage of the Patrick McCari one. I wanted to see a matchup like this and he dominated, you know, dominate a matchup where you, on paper are like the slight advantage. And we saw that. And next week, not to look too far ahead, but, you know, Charles Cross could be back. That could be a fun matchup. Um, Cross was pretty good his rookie year. He goes injured, coming back. Kendra Hendrickson take advantage of again. I kind of think of him as like another solid left tackle right now because he's young. I don't think he's up in that good tier just yet.
1: Let's talk about the rookies. Because there's been a lot of conversation. We'll start with the safety position right now. Jordan Battle, Nick Scott. It felt like at some point in the second half, there was a little bit of a benching of Nick Scott, but obviously he went back on the field too. When you think of the two players, how do you feel and, and how do you see this really turning out defensively for, for the safety position?
0: I think Jordan Battle really mature for being a rookie. And I think he, I think he's solid, uh, fine, solid somewhere in that. I think he's, a, if you placed him in there in a vacuum i think he might be around nick scott level um i also do think though that right now nick scott might be the better fit next to dax hill because the way they're using dax hill a lot of this game although they have been leaning a little bit further away from dax hill in the box and in the slot and kind of letting him be the deep safety and i don't know if that's for a jordan battle transition who knows um nick scott is just I've been a truther. I've been fine with him. I still think he's fine. He's just missing too many tackles. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how many that he's listed with. I'm going to look that up while I talk. But I think in coverage, he gets scapegoated. as it, like Man, like everybody just, any play that happens, it's like, oh, freaking Nick Scott, man. It's like, that wasn't his fault. What do you mean? It's like he was somewhere in the area. It's like, <laughs> not everything that happens is his fault. Sometimes fans get that way. It, Pro Football Reference only charged him with three missed tackles so far this year, but it, it felt feels like more, more than like, that. It feels like seven. It feels like he's at like at least one a game, if not more. Um, I, I just that's the biggest issue for me. And then the Cardinals were trying to really pound the rock, so it, it did make sense a little bit to switch to Jordan Battle in terms of Jordan Battle's. You know, he might not be the same range in coverage. He may not you know process as quickly in coverage, but what he will give you is more sure tackling. Mm -hmm. um i think he was a really good blitzer in this game he played a limited role for the most part except one drive where he played a lot but then that drive ended up being a lot of run plays that he didn't really get to be involved in so it's interesting i think it's something to look for going forward i don't think they're going to make the switch this week um but maybe they are gearing for a bye week switch that feels scary though putting it But it also might make sense, but it feels scary to put him in there against San Francisco because that feels so much like Kyle Shanahan's going to get the microscope out, put it on Jordan Battle in his first career start and go after him. But it also feels like, hey, you got to stop a Niners run game and you can't miss tackles. So maybe you have to put Battle in there to make the tackles against Debo and McCaffrey.
1: What's been up with the missed tackles? Because it just doesn't remind me of a, a Lou Anarumo defense.
0: Yeah, because it's not just Nick Scott, right? Like Logan Wilson's missing tackles, and guys in the backfield, like defensive linemen are missing tackles, and Mike Hilton's missing tackles, and Cam Taylor Britt missed a couple of tackles in this game. It just doesn't DJ Turner did miss a tackle in this game. Like everybody's missing tackles. It's it's weird. I, I don't exactly know because this team has been so good at tackling uh, in Lou Anarumo's time, at least the past two years – it's it's concerning, uh, and I don't really know if it gets fixed. I hope it does, but that is one of those things of you kind of watch and you go, man, that's bizarre that a Lou in defense and there's so many missed tackles.
1: It's kind of wild we, we look at the defensive performance because I think a lot of people could look at it one way, glass half full, glass half empty, but when you have the turnovers you do, you get pick sixes. Get it. You you pick up a fumble. You get an interception. It's it's so hard to criticize the defense because they had a lot of good moments, too. Um, And I know, again, it's the Arizona Cardinals. I I get reminded that daily uh, when I hype up how the offense and the defense, you know, bounce back, obviously, in the second half. But overall, uh, on the defensive side, I want to stay with rookies. D.J. Turner to be determined if Cheeto is going to be able to go for the Seattle Seahawks game. But DJ Turner has been uh, involved quite a bit on the defensive side.
0: I think he was awesome. I think he was the best corner in this game. I mean, uh, uh, he maybe the best defensive back in this game. I think he was awesome. He not only showed what he was good at in college, the athleticism. I think he's just, as in terms of movement at the cornerback position, he feels like the prototype in terms of his uh, fluidity and his speed. He showed the recovery speed. He showed fluidity in this game. He showed his intelligence and zone coverage in this game and his technique. And then also he answered questions that I think people had in the draft coming out, which would be run support and the ability to tackle. Uh, he had a, a few stops in this game he made some vice tackles with jermaine pratt that means pratt inside him outside they work together to make the tackle uh he made a couple run stop tackles that run right at him and the biggest one was that there was uh, on the james connor run where it felt like he was in a football movie and he was like the star of the football movie. he hit every move in the world he hit all the buttons on the playstation controller uh tj turner ended up making that play And he was the backside corner, so the furthest possible guy from that play. And he sprints all the way over, and he's able to take out Connor's legs from underneath him and make that stop. So there's a lot to like about him in this game. I think there's a couple plays you could look at as like room for improvement. But overall, I was super impressed with D.J. Turner in this game.
1: Yeah, I think it's huge for the future uh, because it's the last year of Cheetos deal. And you already have Cam Taylor, but under contract and to be able to hit on DJ Turner and who knows, uh, you know, I, I would still say a cornerback is, is a need for this team when you look in the off season and, and in the NFL draft. But for now to have that with DJ Turner is very encouraging. Anything else you want to say on the defensive side before I hit on one more thing before we wrap up this pod?
0: Um, I mean, Came to the br- a, a little bit up and down, but awesome that he got that pick six. And I think it was a hard pick six to get because of the what the coverage was actually asking of him and what he was reading. It was a really good play. Where the coverage was asking him to be a deep half dropper, but he saw the quarterback use quick game footwork. So instead of dropping deep and just covering grass, he stuck tight and the ball ends up being inaccurate. He's able to pick it off and turn it for a pick six. I think that was really cool. That was awesome. Um I thought that DJ Reader had a good game, which is, you know, not even worth mentioning (laughs) every week, but I will. DJ Reader, the
1: Skyline Cup right
0: now. Oh, nice. Yeah. I hope they still have the Skyline in a few weeks, (laughs) Uh, so I can go get one. But um, yeah, he was awesome, as always. Uh, BJ Hill had some good pass rush stuff, and that could be really useful going forward because that's something they've been lacking from the interior and in general they're lacking from a secondary pass rusher uh it's worth noting osai played a bit but they really used him inside as a pass rusher and that just that's not his calling card even though they keep trying it just because they don't take hendrickson and hubbard off the field very much uh when Hendricks and hubbard did leave the field during garbage time uh we saw i thought I thought there were three different Miles Murphy plays where you could see a little bit of flash of something. If you're looking, Uh, there's one play where he kind of gets stopped, but then makes a late spin at the end and finishes it with the ice pick. The ice pick is when you take your elbow and you put it in the, the back of their head, neck area to really disengage from that spin. I thought that was like, Oh, okay. So like, is that something he can get to when he's facing guys one on one, or is that something that he's developing? I don't know. It's you know, we're good, we're seeing. And then he also just dominated the tight end on one run play where uh, it, the tight end basically had no effect on him and he made the stop either for no gain, one yard, or a loss. I'm not sure which, but it was, a, it was a really good play. So I think, I think personally, I think some people don't feel this way. I think Miles Murphy's flashing enough that I feel pretty good. I, I mean, he's got the one sack. And what was our over under like if he hits like four three? sacks we feel great? Three sacks we feel pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh he's on pace for that. I think in limited snaps, he every time he gets on the field, uh they seem to ask him to drop into coverage once, which you know that tells me nothing for the future, <laughs> but uh, I want to see him rush the passer. I want to see him defend the run. Um, but I, I think he's flashing a little bit here and there. I think it's worth noting that he's not. If you just listen to some Bengals fans, I think you would think Miles Murphy is like, anytime he sees the field, it's like he's got no idea what's going on. He's just getting blown up left and right. It's like, no, he, he's actually doing solid and he's flashing. So I feel pretty good. I think it's more on schedule than ahead of schedule because he still Mm -hmm. seems very raw to me. But I think he's right on schedule for where I and I was fairly high on him uh, where he should be right now.